0: Chapters eleven to fourteen of Book Six, Volume One of *Le Morte d'Arthur*. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. *Le Morte d'Arthur*, Volume One by Sir Thomas Malory. Book six chapters eleven to fourteen Chapter eleven How Sir Launcelot slew two giants and made a castle free Anon withal came there upon him two great giants, well armed all save the heads, with two horrible clubs in their hands. Sir Launcelot put his shield for him, and put the stroke away of one giant, and with his sword he clave his head asunder. When his fellow saw that, he ran away as he were would for fear of the horrible strokes, and Lancelot after him with all his might, and smote him on the shoulder, and clave him to the navel. Then Sir Lancelot went into the hall, and there came afore him threescore ladies and damosels, and all kneeled unto him, and thanked God and him of their deliverance. For Sir, said they, the most part of us have been here this seven year, their prisoners, and we have worked all manner of silk works for our meat, and we are all great gentlewomen born and blessed be the time, night that ever thou be born, for thou hast done the most worship that ever did night in this world, and that will we bear record, and we all pray you tell us your name that we may tell our friends who delivered us out of prison, fair damosel, he said. My name is Sir launcelot du Lac, Ah, Sir, said they all. well, mayst thou be he for else save yourself as we deemed there might never knight have the better of these two giants, for many fair knights have assayed it, and here have ended, and many times have we wished after you, and these two giants dread never knight but you now may ye say said sir launcelot unto your friends how and who hath delivered you and greet them all from me and if that i come in any of your marches show me such cheer as ye have cause and what treasure that there in this castle is i give it you for a reward for your grievance and the lord that is owner of this castle i would he received it as is right fair sir said they the name of this castle is tintagil and a duke ought it sometimes that had wedded fair igraine and after wedded her Arthur pendragond and gat on her Arthur. well said sir launcelot i understand to whom this castle longeth and so he departed from them and betought them unto god and then he mounted upon his horse and rode into many strange and wild countries and through many waters and valleys and evil was he lodged and at the last by fortune him happened against a knight to come to a fair courtelage and therein he found an old gentlewoman that lodged him with good will and there he had good cheer for him and his horse and when time was his host brought him into a fair garret over the gate to his bed there sir launcelot unarmed him and set his harness by him and went to bed and anon he fell asleep so soon after there came one on horseback and knocked at the gate in great haste and when sir launcelot heard this he arose up and looked out at the window and saw by the moonlight three knights came riding after that one man and all three lashed on him at once with swords and that one knight turned on them knightly again and defended him truly said sir launcelot yonder one knight shall i help for it were shame for me to see three knights on one and if he be slain i am partner of his death and therewith he took his harness and went out at a window by a sheet down to the four knights and then Sir Launcelot said on high, Turn you knights unto me, and leave your fighting with that knight. And then they all three left Sir Kay, and turned unto Sir Launcelot, and there began great battle, for they alighted all three, and struck many great strokes at Sir Launcelot, and assailed him on every side. Then Sir Kay dressed him for to have holpen Sir Launcelot. Nay, sir, said he, I will none of your help, therefore, as ye will have my help, let me alone with them. Sir Kay, for the pleasure of the knight, suffered him for to do his will, and so stood aside. And then anon, with six strokes, Sir Launcelot had stricken them to the earth. And then they all three cried, Sir knight, we yield unto you as a man of might makeless as to that said sir launcelot i will not take your yielding unto me but so that ye will yield you unto sir kay the seneschal on that covenant i will save your lives and else not fair knight said they that were we loath to do for as for sir kay we chased him hither and had overcome him had he not ye been therefore to yield us unto him it were no reason Well. As to that, said Launcelot, advise you well, for ye may choose whether ye will die or live. For an ye be yolden it shall be unto Sir Kay. Fair knight, then they said, in saving of our lives we will do as thou commandest us. Then shall ye, said Sir Launcelot, on which Sunday next coming, go unto the court of King Arthur, And there shall ye yield you unto Queen Guenever, and put you all three in her grace and mercy, and say that Sir Kay sent you thither to be her prisoners. Sir, they said, it shall be done by the faith of our bodies, and we be living. And there they swore every knight upon his sword. And so Sir Launcelot suffered them so to depart. And then Sir Launcelot knocked at the gate with the pommel of his sword, and with that came his host, and in they entered Sir Kay and he. Sir, said his host, I weened ye had been in your bed. So I was, said Sir Launcelot, but I rose and leapt out at my window for to help an old fellow of mine. And so when they came nigh the light, Sir Kay knew well that it was Sir Launcelot, And therewith he kneeled down and thanked him of all his kindness that he had holpen him twice from the death. "'Sir,' he said, "'I have nothing done but that me ought for to do, and ye are welcome, and here shall ye repose you, and take your rest.' So when Sir Kay was unarmed, he asked after meat, so there was meat fetched him, and he ate strongly." And when he had supped they went to their beds and were lodged together in one bed on the morn Sir Launcelot arose early and left Sir Kay sleeping and Sir Launcelot took Sir Kay's armour and his shield and armed him and so he went to the stable and took his horse and took his leave of his host and so he departed then soon after arose Sir Kay and missed Sir Launcelot And then he espied that he had his armor and his horse. Now, by my faith, I know well that he will grieve some of the court of King Arthur, for on him knights will be bold, and deem that it is I, and that will beguile them. And because of his armor and shield, I am sure I shall ride in peace. And then, soon after, departed Sir Kay, and thanked his host. CHAPTER Twelve. How Sir Launcelot rode disguised in Sir Kay's harness and how he smote down a knight. Now turn we unto Sir Launcelot that had ridden long in a great forest and at the last he came into a low country full of fair rivers and meadows and afore him he saw a long bridge and three pavilions stood thereon of silk and sandal of diverse hue. And without the pavilions hung three white shields on truncheons of spears, And great long spears upright by the pavilions, And at every pavilion's door stood three fresh squires, And so Sir Launcelot passed by them, and spake no word. When he was past, the three knights said them that it was the proud Kay. He weeneth no knight so good as he, and the contrary is ofttime time proved. By my faith, said one of the knights, his name was Sir Gaunter, I will ride after him and assay him for all his pride, and ye may behold how that I speed. So this knight Sir Gaunter armed him, and hung his shield upon his shoulder, and mounted upon a great horse, and gat his spear in his hand, and walloped after Sir Launcelot. And when he came nigh him, he cried, Abide thou, pride knight, Sir Kay, for thou shalt not pass quit. So Sir Launcelot turned him, and either foitered their spears, and came together with all their mights. And Sir Gaunter's spear brake, but Sir Launcelot smote him down horse and man. And when Sir Gaunter was at the earth, his brethren said each one to other, Yonder knight is not Sir Kay, for he is bigger than he. I dare lay my head, said Sir Gilmer. Yonder knight hath slain Sir Kay, and hath taken his horse and his harness. Whether it be so or no, said Sir Reynold, the third brother, let us now go mount upon our horses, and rescue our brother, Sir Gaunter, upon pain of death. We all shall have work enough to match that knight, for ever me by his person it is sir launcelot or sir tristram or sir pelias the good knight then anon they took their horses and overtook sir launcelot and sir gilmer put forth his spear and ran to sir launcelot and sir launcelot smote him down that he lay in a swoon sir knight said sir reynold thou art a strong man and as i suppose thou hast slain my two brethren for the which wratheth of my heart sore against thee and if i might with my worship i would not have ado with you but needs i must take part as they do and therefore knight he said keep thyself and so they hurtled together with all their mights and all two shivered both their spears and then they drew their swords and lashed together eagerly. Anon therewith arose Sir Gaunter and came unto his brother Sir Gilmere and bade him arise and help we our brother Sir Reynold that yonder marvellously matched yonder good knight. Therewithal they leapt on their horses and hurtled unto Sir Launcelot. And when he saw them come, he smote a sore stroke unto Sir Reynold that he fell off his horse to the ground, and then he struck the other two brethren, and at two strokes he struck them down to the earth. With that Sir Reynold began to start up with his head all bloody, and came straight unto Sir Launcelot. Now let be, said Sir Launcelot, I was not far from thee when thou wert made knight, Sir Reynold, and also I know thou art "'a good knight, and loath I were to slay thee. "'Grammercy,' said Sir Reynold, "'as for your goodness, "'and I dare say as for me and my brethren, "'we will not be loath to yield us unto you. "'With that we knew your name, "'for well we know ye are not Sir Kay. "'As for that, be it as it be may, "'for ye shall yield you unto Dame Guenever." And look that ye be with her on Whitsunday, Sunday, and yield you unto her as prisoners, and say that Sir Kay sent you unto her. Then they swore it should be done, and so passed forth Sir Launcelot, and each one of the brethren holp other as well as they might. Chapter 13 How Sir Launcelot justed against four knights of the round table, and overthrew them. So Sir Launcelot rode into a deep forest, and thereby in a slade he saw four knights hoving under an oak, and they were of Arthur's court. One was Sir Sagramor le Dessirou, and Hector de Marie, and Sir Gawain, and Sir Avain. Anon, as these four knights had espied Sir Launcelot, they weaned by his arms it had been Sir Kay. Now, by my faith, said Sir Sagramor, I will prove Sir Kay's might, and gat his spear in his hand, and came towards Sir launcelot therewith Sir launcelot was ware and knew him well, and foitered his spear against him, and smote Sir Sagramor so sore that horse and man fell both to the earth. Lo, my fellows said he yonder ye may see what a buffet he hath that knight is much bigger than ever was Sir Kay. Now shall ye see what I may do to him. So Sir Ector gat his spear in his hand, and walloped towards Sir Launcelot, and Sir Launcelot smote him through the shield and shoulder that man and horse went to the earth, and ever his spear held. By my faith, said Sir O'Vayne, yonder is a strong knight, and I am sure he hath slain Sir Kay, and I see by his great strength it will be hard to match him. And therewithal, Sir Ubaine gat his spear in his hand and rode towards Sir launcelot, and Sir launcelot knew him well, and so he met him on the plain, and gave him such a buffet that he was astoined that long he wist not where he was. Now see I well said, Sir Gawaine, I must encounter with that knight. then he dressed his shield and gat a good spear in his hand. And Sir Launcelot knew him well, and then they let run their horses with all their mights, and either knight smote other in midst of the shield. But Sir Gawain's spear to brust, and Sir Launcelot charged so sore upon him that his horse reversed up so down, and much sorrow had Sir Gawain to avoid his horse. And so Sir Launcelot passed on apace, and smiled, and said— God give him joy that this spear made, For there came never a better in my hand. Then the four knights went each one to other, And comforted each other. What say ye by this guest, said Sir Gawain, That one spear hath felled us all four? We commend him unto the devil, they said all, For he is a man of great might. Ye may well say it, said Sir Gawain, that he is a man of might, for I dare lay my head it is Sir Launcelot. I know it by his riding. Let him go, said Sir Gawaine, for when we come to the court then shall we wit. And then had they much sorrow to get their horses again. Chapter fourteen How Sir Launcelot followed a brachet into a castle, where he found a dead knight and how he after was required of a damosel to heal her brother. Now leave we there and speak of Sir Launcelot, that rode a great while in a deep forest, where he saw black brachet seeking in manner as it had been in the foit of a hurt deer. And therewith he rode after the brachet, and he saw lie on the ground a large foit of blood. And then Sir Launcelot rode after, and ever the brachet looked behind her and so she went through a great marsh and ever sir launcelot followed and then was he ware of an old manor, and thither ran the brachet and so over the bridge so sir launcelot rode over that bridge that was old and feeble and when he came in midst of a great hall there he saw lie a dead knight that was a seemly man and that brachet licked his wounds And therewithal came out a lady, weeping and wringing her hands, and then she said, O knight, too much sorrow hast thou brought me. Why say ye so, said Sir Launcelot. I did never this knight no harm, for hither by foit of blood this brachet brought me, and therefore, fair lady, be not displeased with me, for I am fully sore aggrieved of your grievance. Truly, sir, she said, I trow it be not ye that hath slain my husband, for he that did that deed is sore wounded, and he is never likely to recover. That shall I insure him. What was your husband's name? said Sir Launcelot. Sir, said she, his name was called Sir Gilbert the Bastard, one of the best knights of the world, and he that hath slain him I know not his name. "'Now God send you better comfort,' said Sir Launcelot. "'And so he departed, and went into the forest again. "'And there he met with the damosel, the witch knew him well, "'and she said aloud, "'Well be you found, my lord, "'and now I require thee of thy knighthood "'help my brother that is sore wounded, "'and never stinteth bleeding. "'For this day he fought with Sir Gilbert the Bastard, and slew him in plain battle, and there was my brother sore wounded, and there is a lady, a sorceress, that dwelleth in a castle here beside. And this day she told me, my brother's wounds should never be whole till I could find a knight that would go into the chapel Perillus, and there he should find a sword and a bloody cloth that the wounded knight was slapped in and a piece of that cloth and sword should heal my brother's wounds so that his wounds were searched with the sword and the cloth this is a marvellous thing said Sir Launcelot but what is your brother's name sir she said his name was Sir Meliot de Logre that me repenteth said Sir Launcelot for he is a fellow of the Table Round and to his help i will do my power then sir said she follow even this highway and it will bring you unto the chapel perillus and here i shall abide till god send you here again and but you speed i know no knight living that may achieve that adventure end of book 6 chapters 11 to 14 of lamour d'artour Volume 1 by Sir Thomas Mallory Read by Lars Rolander